guys and welcome back to another episode of the Rise and Shine podcast. I'm your host Johanna Kaiser and today I actually for the first time want to do more of a personal episode. I had so much going on in my life in the past couple of weeks and I would like to share some of the lessons and insights that I've learned with you all in this episode. So if you're down, stay with me and let's get started. Okay, so first of all, I want to give a massive shout out to my friend um, Florence, uh, Florence, like I don't know how you would possibly pronounce this in English. In German, we say Florence. It's a French name, hence why it sounds slightly French. Um, but anyways, I want to give a shout out to her because she actually is one of my oldest friends from school and she got married this past weekend and I am very heartbroken because I was invited to her wedding but because of all kinds of visa issues that are going on right now I was unable to attend her wedding and I was so sad about it and I was so sad in fact that I don't know if you can relate to this feeling but I was like so heartbroken about it. I couldn't even like message her for a little bit and tell her that I wasn't able to attend her wedding because I felt so bad about it. Even though it wasn't my fault, like it there was nothing that I could have done more to like get my visa in time, but I guess the immigration office is just swamped with like everything and to be very honest, I have mentioned this to a lot of people before, but I feel like all of these offices that are using COVID as an excuse still after one and a half, like almost two years to, you know, justify delays in their processes. I am so fed up with that bullshit because if you think about it, if you are a cashier at Walmart, you can't say, oh, I can only like scan half of the items in the same time or I need like double the time to scan all of the items now because of COVID like what kind of excuse is that like how how does I mean I can tell you know I can understand if people work from home like maybe some of the processes don't go as fast but by now we're like almost two years into that bullshit so at this point we should be adjusted enough to like have decent capacities in like those processing units and I know that me like a white collar worker as well a university worker as well I have been able to take COVID as an excuse to like justify slower work and all of these things but even that like the university by now is like up and running again so I just I feel like that's a lot of bullshit like these people telling us that everything now is like slower because of covid also kind of similar like in a similar vein i was like online and i was trying to book a little like trip for my boyfriend and i for fall break because that's coming up in like two weeks and i i went through like he wants to go horse riding which i find actually really really cute because i i love horse riding too in case you don't know i actually do have a horse back in germany which my sister is graciously taking care of now that i'm in the us but so i do know how to do horse riding and my boyfriend like like desperately wants to go horse riding as well and so i've been trying to look into some barns that let us 
do like a horseback trail ride and like some of those barns even say on their website now oh we are closed on like tuesday and thursday due to covid i'm like what the fuck like what does covid have to do with you guys being closed on tuesday and thursday like do the horses care probably not so i feel like that's all just a bunch of bunch of bullshit at this point anyways what i was trying to say my best friend got married i wasn't able to go i'm heartbroken about it and um i'm in the u.s still because i couldn't leave the country without a visa obviously because i couldn't get back so that's why i didn't get to go which is really sad i just said the university is back up and running Genuinely speaking, I find it very interesting to, you know, be back with everybody in person now. And just, it's like really weird because, you know, partly we're all kind of pretending that we're all like comfortable being back in that space with each other. But then at the same time, I feel like we all are like slightly socially awkward at this point. Like, it's really hard to you know, have the same casualness in all of the conversations and all of the interactions that we had before. One, because obviously you want to be mindful that everybody's comfortable with COVID and you don't want to, you know, be inappropriate or like overwhelm anyone with, you know, taking your mask off, like even outside when they may be not comfortable with that. But then also there's this other component that does not like directly have to do with like COVID precautions, but more with social awkwardness at this point. Because personally, sometimes I get stuck in a conversation and I'm like, dude, like how do I continue this so it's not awkward? Like, I feel like a lot more conversations now become awkward because people are much less qualified to respond in an appropriate way. And I have always felt a little bit socially awkward in my entire life. And I have been working super hard on being less socially awkward in like social situations. And believe it or not, but that's part of the reason why I started a podcast. I'm trying to train myself to be a little bit more natural <laughs> and that sounds so creepy I'm sorry I'm just trying to train myself to be a little bit more like natural talking to people about normal things because my entire life I have been a huge nerd for you know like all kinds of things when I was younger I was like a horse girl like all all I cared about was horses I was unable to talk to anybody about anything but horses um Then I started university, I was studying classics. So all I ever talked about or like all that I was, you know, comfortable talking about was like, you know, like nerdy stuff from like classics. I'm a huge sucker for like grammar so I can like nerd out on grammar for hours. And it's the most boring thing for everybody else. And um, back in the day, actually, I started working at a restaurant Not because I wanted to work at a restaurant, but honestly, because I wanted to become less socially awkward. Because I knew that in the restaurant environment, you are exposed to so many people and you need to have that kind of ease talking to them about, you know, like their orders, of course. But then you also want to do small talk with your customers because, you know, you want to be nice, but also you want the tips. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> And so um, I sat at waiting tables, not 
not so much for the money. I was also working as a research assistant at the time and I had tutoring students at the same time. So I always had like a bunch of jobs at the same time, but I did the the tape like waiting the tables um mostly for the purpose of getting less socially awkward and now I'm doing a podcast because I want to be able to talk with more ease about normal things and not just nerdy stuff that I do in school like in my dissertation another thing actually that I'm doing to be less socially awkward is I am a museum guide which is actually really cool I think because um, it forces me to kind of talk about nerdy stuff. So I'm like kind of talking about the things that we have in the museum, which is kind of nerdy. But then um, it's really difficult, actually, because I have to talk about these kind of things with audiences who don't know anything about it. So like random people who come to the museum, I have to like tell them about the objects in like a normal person language. And that's really challenging but also really kind of rewarding because I think I'm learning a lot um yeah so long story short it is really weird to be back with everybody in person and uh COVID has definitely increased a lot of social awkwardness so at least I guess I'm not <laughs> the only person anymore who is socially awkward because now like most people are so that's kind of good for me because I blend in more <laughs> And I can maybe work on my weaknesses while everybody's just getting back to normal. <laughs> um, also, you guys, I actually noticed something that I need to tell you about. So you guys know that I've been raving about the Passion Planner. It is a calendar that is um, an amazing tool for productivity that I've been using for the past two years or like actually like one and a half years I'm like on my second calendar right now and it's not full yet so one and a half years and I actually noticed that the person who lives below me has the same she also he or she I don't know if it's a girl or a guy they also have a passion planner. I, um, I notice because I'm a creepy neighbor and I look into other people's windows. <laughs> like, come on. Like, sometimes it's like just unavoidable. Like, if there's a window and like you can like look inside, it's just gonna happen. Like, you can't avoid it. Anyways, I saw that this person has a passion planner and he or she also uses it beautifully to block out their time for, you know, all of their tasks. It was open on their desk, so I saw a little bit what they've been up to. And um, it's really cool because I feel, I feel like, you know, people are like me and it's, it's awesome. I, it makes me very happy to see that other people appreciate the Passion Planner as well. <sighs> okay. Um, talking about the Passion Planner, actually, I had a very, like, wild past two weeks. And I don't know if you noticed, but I did not upload a podcast episode last week. And that was because I was like really overwhelmed with my writing. And I don't want to say I was overwhelmed, but I was just tunnel vision. I was so focused. I was so, you know, locked in to my dissertation. And last week when Tuesday rolled around, which is usually when I record my podcast, 
I was locked into my writing process and I was like, no, there is no way I'm gonna interrupt this and sit down and record my podcast because my dissertation has the absolute utmost priority. And yes, I felt a little bit bad about it for not recording a podcast. But at the same time, I felt really proud of myself because I was like, yes, I need to be the badass bitch that is cutthroat and just prioritizes without feeling bad about anything. And so this kind of goes in line with my sentiment of the past couple of weeks because I don't know how about you, but at least once a year, actually like twice a year or so, I have a phase where I just really need to overhaul everything in my life and just reevaluate everything. And sometimes that can be a little bit radical. Like sometimes I throw out stuff like activities or like items that I later on regret. Well, actually, no, have I ever regretted throwing out anything? Not even sure, but I, you know, I tend to like just cut out things that I don't deem essential anymore. And it usually gives me a new sense of clarity and a new sense of just the priorities that I have. And I think that's a a really valuable thing to do. And I know I like talked about this in the spring when I talked about spring cleaning and how cathartic it is to um, just throw out baggage that you're carrying and that doesn't serve you anymore. And it refreshes you and it, it lifts off the weight of your shoulders and it gives you space to focus on more important or the actually important things and to be honest I didn't really like throw out anything this time but what I did is I kind of rearranged my apartment (laughs) it's like it's a little like I'm a little maniac sometimes when I like you know go about these things and then I rearrange everything and I don't know like I'm just glad that not too many people like see my apartment because um super sounds super fucking creepy no I do not have like dead bodies in here but I just um like sometimes you know when I like rearrange everything like every couple months and like people you know see that they think I'm a little crazy but I'm not I'm just trying to like refresh my brain and give myself new perspectives and it does help a lot and I actually have been reading a book about this it's a book about essentialism and it talks about how you really need to like zone into thinking about what is essential what is essential among the daily actions that you do and I actually wrote this exact like I I like I wrote about this exact question in my diary and I I made a list in my diary of the daily actions that I do that are essential and the daily actions that I do that can be cut out or that even should be cut out. And I have actually been almost absent from social media in the past two weeks because I just didn't find it a priority anymore. And I know that I 
probably will be back, but I just didn't feel like I had a lot to report, so I didn't. And I think that's healthy too. If you just feel like you don't have anything to say, just shut up. You don't have to always say something just for the sake of it. That's not good either. And specifically, I said that last time I talked about this was spring, but now it's fall. And I don't know what it is, but spring and fall, like these two seasons of the year, they are the most transformative for me every single time. I think in spring it kind of makes sense because like everything starts to bloom, like the world literally transforms out of winter into the warmer months and like the leaves come out, the plants turn green again and um, there's like a rebirth of nature and so you can do the same thing like internally and also with your like house and home and whatnot but then in fall I don't know why fall has the same kind of effect on me but it it somehow has it's like a reset for me because summer is over the year is almost over you can tell you know the year is coming to a close and now we do want to get real and like think about you know, like what has been going well, what has not been going so well and just act upon that because that is super important that when you have a sentiment, like a feeling, if you want to change a habit, that action needs to follow. Actually, I read that in a book that if you want to make a change in your life and you don't follow up this impulse, like this wish for a change within, I think, 10 days then this change will not happen but if you follow up your impulse for making a change within 10 days then it's very likely that you will actually you know continue to make that change for yourself so um I was trying to do that I don't know usually when I'm trying to make a change some of the things I want to change stick and other things don't but I think even still the track record of like making a change is pretty good because even if you don't change 100% of the things but maybe only like 40% of the things that's already good enough and if you do that multiple times a year you're good like I mean at least that's what I tell myself to kind of calm my mind down Anyways, I'm, like I said, super excited for fall. Fall is my favorite season. I love when the leaves change. I love the weather because fall in Philadelphia is my absolute favorite. I come from Germany and in Germany, fall is the worst. It's, I mean, there is, there are a couple of good days, but more often than not, fall in Germany is just heinous. We have a lot of rain. It's really dark. It's cloudy all the time. Basically, no sunshine. And um, Philadelphia is the opposite. There is mostly sun. It's warm until mid to late November. The fall leaves are beautiful, like the colors. And um, it's just pleasant all the way. I love it. I will, um, actually, like I said, I will go on a trip with my boyfriend for fall break. And yes, we will go horse riding because he wants to go horse riding. I find that so cute. I'm trying to find us a little farm or something like that that we can stay at um, with some animals because we both do love the animals. We love like the goats. Last year in the fall, we stayed at a farm and they had pigs 
and um, that was the best. One pig was called Oreo, and the other one was I forgot the name of the other pig, but they were so cute. So we love the animals, and um, yeah, I'm so excited to go with him on a cute little farm and like stay a night or two and ah, just hang in nature. It's very nice. Rural Pennsylvania is actually really pretty. And then finally, I told you guys that I was locked into my dissertation, which is, you know, true. Um, I also, for some reason, now that the university is back up and running, I feel really, like, really, suddenly, I feel like confident in my academic abilities. And I have to say, I have never really felt confident in my, you know, intellect or in my work as an academic but as of recently I just really feel confident and maybe it has to do with the fact that I truly think what I'm writing in my dissertation right now is actually good and <laughs> I mean it sounds so bad but most of the time when you write something like as an academic at least that's how I feel I usually feel like it's just straight up really bad and I don't know. For the first time now, I feel like what I write is actually of value. So that's a really amazing feeling. And um, it makes me feel really proud of my work too. And, you know, maybe that is the code that I needed to crack before I actually, you know, graduate with a PhD, that I actually managed to create something that I can be proud of. But I... I have to say without bragging that I feel proud of the work that I'm producing right now. And I also have to say that being back in person in this environment helps tremendously with just feeling more productive and feeling more inspired. Because during this whole pandemic year, there was very little to zero input like intellectual input that I've had but at the same time with writing my dissertation I was required to have an intellectual output and I felt like when there is no input but you need to create output that is so difficult so I was just mostly stuck with my books and I was trying to you know get some ideas from like written articles when it is so much more stimulating and like refreshing and it feels so much more like lively scholarly engagement when you can actually talk to real people about your ideas and like bounce ideas off one another and inspire each other. That is just an amazing feeling and I wish I could have had that more this past year and having it again makes me feel very confident and very um, optimistic for the prospect of the remainder of my dissertation. In fact, I've been feeling so confident that um, I have started to look into job applications for after my time at Penn. And this is, to be honest, the topic that I have been trying to avoid so far, just because it seems so far out and it seems so scary. I will be graduating with a PhD in a time where the job market is really rough. There are barely any academic jobs 
And further, I honestly am feeling apprehensive about starting in the hamster wheel of academia in which all you can get is one to three year appointments for academic jobs and after that you have to reapply and you have to do it all over and you will never know where you're going to end up. You will have to move from place to place for your one to three year appointments and then um, it starts over until basically you are tenured and that is something that I feel really split about like part of me is like yes it's part of the process it's what you got to do but then also part of me is like hell no I studied for like my entire life basically up to this point just so I can live in absolute uncertainty for the next 12 years of my life and also be underpaid this entire time you know until I get tenured and I'm not feeling that to be honest I don't I'm not feeling living that lifestyle like I do want to have some sort of security at some point and believe it or not as an academic you might also want to have a personal life you might also want to start a family at some point And that is extremely difficult when you are bouncing around um, between one-year appointments, between like different universities and you have to, you know, move cross-country a bunch of times. Or like, I am from Europe, so I am looking into positions in Europe as well. So worst case, I will be moving like transatlantic a couple times I don't know it just seems like a lot right now but I'm looking into jobs and I will keep you guys posted about my application process where I will end up applying um what kind of jobs I will be applying to because I also will apply not only for academia but also for non-academic jobs and I'm actually extremely Uh, curious to see the differences in you know work conditions as well as pay as well as you know like flexibility with hours and like you know things like that so that actually sums up my little life update and yes this episode was truly a life update I didn't talk about anything else Um, and I am excited to bring you another super interesting podcast guest in the future because I have something in the pipeline that I'm so excited about and I'm sure you will be too when the time comes and um, yeah I am also um, thinking about maybe talking a little bit about fitness um, in the future because I don't know if that is something that you guys are interested in but it is for me a little bit like the elephant in the room because I work out a lot I love fitness it is my my balancing like you know is the thing that gives me balance in my academic life like being a a desk worker is not good for your body so I try to make sure that I do get my exercise in and um, over the past like three or four years I have gained so much knowledge in the fitness area that I think 
I'm qualified to share about. So I might do that. I just honestly don't know if anybody out there is interested in hearing about that. Because I have already come to tell that people have split opinions about fitness and whether they want to do it, whether they think it's toxic or whether they think it's good for people. Um, anyways, this is just a little teaser for potential future episodes. But I hope you enjoyed this personal episode. I had nothing scripted. I had a couple of bullet points. And other than that, this was fully yours truly freestyling into the mic. Yeah, have a great week, guys. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.